welcome everyone to the first podcast published by the Journal of Neurophysiology related to a recent rapid report submission entitled Oculomotor Selection Underlies Feature Retention and Visual Working Memory. I'm Bill Yates. I'm the editor-in-chief of the journal Neurophysiology, and with me uh, in this podcast are two of our uh, associate editors, as well as two of the authors. Let's have our guests introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Michelle Basso from UCLA. Hello, this is Christos Konstantinidis, professor at Wake Forest School of Medicine. Hello, I'm Nina Hanning. I'm from Ludwig Maximilians Universität in Munich. Hi, and I'm Donatas Yannikaitis, currently at Howard Hughes Medical Institute at Stanford University. Thank you. So, we have some questions for the authors about their paper to give some more background to our readers. Christos, would you like to start off? Uh, yes, I, I very much enjoyed your article. Uh, would you like to uh, start by giving us some uh, background about the premise of your study, what has been known about the perhaps perceptual enhancement of stimuli that are saccade targets and what motivated you to do this study? So when we look at the existing research relating to working memory, then previous studies report two processes highly related to visual working memory. And one of them is spatial attention or task relevance. So when asking participants to attend towards one specific location or if you make one out of several items especially relevant for the task, then participants' memory for that location or item gets better. And the other process frequently related to visual working memory is oculomotor selection or saccade target selection. And there are studies showing that eye movements disrupt spatial working memory and other studies report a working memory benefit at the saccade target. So apparently both task relevance and oculomotor selection seem to affect visual working memory. The problem is just that these two processes also are highly intertwined. So it's established that the oculomotor system biases sensory processing during saccade preparation. Saccade target selection, for example, improves the detection of visual features such as shapes, orientations, by drawing attention towards the saccade goal. But furthermore, task-relevant or attended locations also constitute potential saccade targets. And it has been shown that the oculomotor system also represents task-relevant locations even during periods of fixation, so when no saccades are made. And because of this tight coupling of task relevance and eye movements, it had proved very difficult to disentangle these processes. And so far, no study has been able to distinguish between the effects of saccade target selection and spatial task relevance on feature working memory. And this is what we wanted to change. So that's why we came up with a new experimental design that now for the first time allows us to dissociate the contribution of saccade target selection, saccade execution, and task relevance to the retention of feature representations in visual working memory. Great. So would you like to describe the, the task, the paradigm that you used for our listeners? Uh, yes. So we had uh, actually three different tasks, and I will describe them one by one. So first task, we call it look task, and that's basically a typical oculomotor delayed saccade task. So as we want to investigate interactions between working memory and saccade target selection, what we will do is something as follows. At first, we show participants a visual shape, uh, which is a radial frequency pattern, which looks somewhat like a flower. And then the shape is masked, and then the second stage of the task starts. Participants see a saccadic target location marked. There is a delay period. After the delay period, two objects appear, 
and participants make an eye movement as quickly as possible to the location which was a saccade target marked before. So basically participants are doing two things. At first, they memorize a shape, then they prepare a saccade to a particular location in space. And what we are doing is that after participants finish their saccade and are fixating back at the center of the screen, we ask them to report whether the working memory item presented right now on the screen is the same as what they saw before or different from what they saw before. So this way, we can test how saccadic target selection is affecting working memory performance for memorized memory shapes. So that's the first task which was frequently done before. Uh, next, we introduced a, a change in a task, which basically we call avoid task. And the key of that task is basically we want to remove the saccadic target selection from the equation by basically we are forbidding to make a saccade to a particular location. So it looks like this. Participants memorize a memory shape, then a target appears, a cube, which participants have to memorize. But now the only thing they know is that they cannot make a saccade after the delay period to that queue location. They will have to make a saccade to some other location in space, which they do not know yet. So when the two objects appear, participants always look at the new object location. And once again, after saccade is finished, they are presented with a working memory item, and they have to say whether it was same or different as seen before. So the key difference in the avoid task is that the only information participants have during the delay is that where they will not look, they do not know where to look and where to prepare a saccade, which basically takes oculomotor selection out of the equation. But that location is still task relevant because they cannot solve the task without remembering where not to look. So we believe that this provides a unique way to actually dissociate oculomotor selection and maintaining location as task relevance from each other. And as a third task, we also had a control or fixation task where everything looked the same, just participants didn't make any eye movements at all. So participants just fixated on the center of the screen, and when the working memory items reappeared, they just indicated they are same or different without making any eye movements. Very well. And by uh, dissociating in this way the, uh, the location stimulus with, uh, from the number stimulus, what did you actually find with respect to the advantage of working memory of a stimulus that is a saccade target versus individual stimulus? So we found that when participants saccaded towards the location of a memorized item, then their feature working memory performance for this item was superior compared to what you call a neutral stimulus, that is, an item they held in memory at a non-saccade target location. So was that an expected result? This is the result that we also expected, yes. This is not the new part of the study, so this has been shown before, that when you make an eye movement, then, then, then working memory performance gets better at your saccade target. And in the case of the avoid task, was the, uh, the stimulus, the, the, the eventual saccade target at the location of the second member stimulus at any trial? So, and could you, would you be able to find a working memory benefit with that stimulus? So, no, we didn't find the benefit here. And um, the crucial difference between the look task and the void task is that, as Donatus described before, in the void task, participants cannot prepare their saccade during the working memory delay. So in the look task, the queue tells the participants where they will have to look after the delay. But in the avoid task, in contrast, the queue only tells them where not to look. And participants get to know about the saccade target only after the delay when the two response targets appear.
in some trust then when they by chance end up making a saccade towards a working memory item that they could not prepare over the working memory delay, then we do not find a feature working memory benefit at the goal of that spontaneously prepared and executed eye movement. When you do not prepare the eye movement over the delay, you do not get the benefit. And this to us is the first indication that the working memory advantage is mediated by saccade target selection or saccade preparation rather than saccade execution. Very well. And, and the random, this random location of the saccade never coincided with the location of one of the stimuli, correct? Oh, yes, yes, it did. So the second um, response item, it was selected randomly, and then it could be also at the location of the working memory item that we probed later. But the crucial thing is that subjects didn't know that before the delay, because it could also be somewhere else. So they had to wait over the delay, couldn't select anything as their saccade target. And then when the item appears and is at the working memory item, then they look at it. But they couldn't prepare this eye movement during the delay as they could in the look task. And then the benefit that we find in the look task with the preparation during the delay seems to disappear. So there's then no working memory benefit at the saccade target when subjects couldn't prepare their eye movement during the delay. And was the saccade necessary for the working memory benefit or was the, just the selection sufficient? So we found that the working memory benefit at the saccade target does not rely on the eye movement per se. And uniquely to previous work, our design allowed us to contrast the contribution of saccade preparation and saccade execution to the working memory benefit. Because what we also had in all of our three tasks, the look, the avoid, and the fixate task, in a small proportion of trials, no response targets appeared. And in this case, participants were instructed to keep fixation. So, for example, in the look task, participants would prepare their saccades towards the cute location, but finally keep fixation and never execute the eye movement. And for these trials, we found a very similar pattern of results. Um, working memory performance at the potential future saccade target also was superior compared to items at neutral or non-saccade target location. And this indicates that the mere preparation of an eye movement is sufficient for this working memory advantage at the saccade goal to occur. And what was the time course of this working memory benefit? We also varied the durations of the delays. And interestingly, what we noticed is that, so we always say that uh, there was benefit at a saccadic target location as compared to non-saccadic target locations. So what we noticed was that as the time was progressing, this benefit was basically leaning towards the saccadic target side. So what was happening is that as the time was going on, the performance, working memory performance at the locations that are neutral or non-saccadic target was decreasing as the time was going on. So it's something like as if there is information loss at the locations which will not be your saccadic targets over time. And basically what we propose is that saccadic target preparation or oculomotor selection help to maintain information from losing it to potential noise and forgetting. And interestingly, when we looked at the avoid task, we did not observe any time dynamics in there. So basically, information was equally badly preserved, so to say, at both potential locations that are to be avoided and locations that will later be saccadic targets. Thanks. Michelle, do you have a few questions for the authors? Sure, yeah. So, the difference in working memory performance for the look and avoid tasks in the relevant stimulus condition shows nicely that improved performance is associated with saccade target selection rather than 
saccad production or generation. But I wondered about attention. Uh, was there a difference between the working memory performance and the saccad target look condition and the visually cued fixate conditions? So because we didn't talk about the results of the fixate task so far, I first would like to focus on this condition only. In, in the fixate task, this, the fixate task was visually identical to the look and the avoid task. So we also presented that cue and the response targets, but participants had to ignore them and not perform any eye movement. And importantly, we do not find a difference in working memory performance at the queued compared to the uncued locations in this condition, which means that the presentation of the queue itself did not cause any attentional capture that might have affected working memory performance. And when we now compare the fixate task and the look condition, indeed working memory performance at the saccade target in the look task was approximately as high as working memory performance at this visually cued location in the fixate task. And one might wonder why performance is not better at the saccade target when the effect actually is driven by saccade target selection. Now, very important to note is that the overall performance in the fixate task was higher than in the other two tasks, which can be explained by the difference in task load. While in the fixate condition, participants could focus exclusively on the working memory task. In the look condition, they additionally had to memorize the queued location to correctly perform their saccade, and they also had then to perform the eye movement. So the task load is higher in this look condition compared to the mere fixation condition. However, even though the task load is higher in the look condition, performance at the saccade target nevertheless remains as high as in the single task fixate condition. So apparently, this second task cost of memorizing the queued location and making an eye movement is successfully compensated at the saccade target. And this leads us to our conclusion that saccade target selection helps feature attention in visual working memory. But as you were asking about attention, of course, saccade target selection presumably also attracts attention towards the saccade goal, as we know that saccade preparation and attention are closely related. But we want to stress the point that it is ocular motor selection and not merely spatial selection or task relevance that accounts for the benefit. Because when you look at the avoid task, the cued location is task relevance, so subjects need to memorize this cued location in order to avoid looking to it after the delay. So to keep this task relevant location in memory, you also need to deploy attention there, which is kind of a basic principle in cognitive science. But in this condition, in which participants simply memorize the task relevant location, but do not select it as a card target, as it was forbidden to look at, then no feature benefit occurs at that location. And that's why we argue that the memory benefit at the saccade target is driven by ocular motor selection and that kind of motor attention that comes automatically with the preparation of the eye movement. In contrast, when there is no such motor attention like in the avoid condition, then task relevance does not bring that working memory benefit. Great, thank you. So what I'm hearing is that you think that there's a distinction between spatial attention per se and saccade target selection per se. Can you talk about that a little bit? Did I understand that correctly? We know that when you prepare an eye movement, attention moves towards the goal of your eye movement immediately, even before movement onset. And this is kind of this motor attention that I was talking about. But we also know that people sometimes refer to attention when telling subjects to focus on a certain location or make a certain location especially task relevant. Then subjects also deploy an attention to that location. But this is kind of a different type of attention that is not 
related to a motor attention or a motor preparation, this automatic attention that comes with your eye movement, but it's purely spatial attention, maybe without ocular motor attention. And this is what we want to distinguish here. So if we have this attention or this task relevance per se, where subjects just need the attention to memorize the spatial location, but it's not the kind of attention related to your eye movement, then we do not find a working memory benefit. So we just find it in, in case when there's ocular motor selection. Thank you. Can you speculate a little bit about the neurophysiological uh, mechanisms that underlie this or the circuits that might underlie this? Yes. There are two ways to look at this question. One way is that uh, one can look at it as a systems level and the other as a cellular level uh, answers to it. And there's very little work done in the area because the task where you memorize something which will not be your cicadic target is very rarely used. And of the few studies that have been shown, it has been suggested that uh, basically when you're doing look or avoid task, different uh, cortical circuits might be engaged. So it seems like as a frontal cortex is more engaged in the cicadic target selection in the look task, and it might be that parietal cortex is more engaged when participants memorize a location as a non-cicadic target, as in a task similar to our avoid task. So that would be the systems level. The single cell level, on the other hand, suggests that also there might be specialization between different cell types that are storing information about locations that are kept in working memory as cicadic targets or non-cicadic targets. And in particular, one study a couple of years ago uh, showed basically that it was Mike in your physiology study. So as animals were performing look or avoid task, different cells encoded for the very same location in space depending whether it was a look location, so the one to which the saccade will be made, and whether it will be an avoid location to which saccade will not be made. However, as the studies I just discussed above focused on the frontal cortex and parietal cortex, there is very little known, but it's also very likely that additional areas would be involved in this. And earlier work which investigated, for example, cognitive control, how do you map responses to different locations in space, such as, for example, when humans or animals perform undesicate tasks, indicated, for example, also dorsal frontal cortex and the superior colliculus are active in these tasks. So there is very little known of how could be contribution of these areas in this case. And another interesting thing which our study suggests is also the involvement of sensory cortex, which has been suggested to maintain uh, feature information working memory, such as object shapes. And uh, we suggest that while frontal eye fields could modulate the maintenance of working memory information in visual cortex, it's not clear actually what kind of connections would be present in the avoid task when either different areas or different cell types are involved in storing that information. Very well. So would you like to summarize then the conclusions and what the findings of the paper add to the literature, uh, add to the question that you set up at the beginning of the podcast? So in the study, we wanted to dissociate different variables interacting with working memory that were task relevance, saccade target selection, and also saccade execution. And in contrast to the saccade target location in the look task, the task-relevant location in the avoid task did not entail a saccade plan towards it. And mechanisms actively maintaining that location did not interact with working memory representations. So our results demonstrate that oculomotor selection and not task relevance per se mediates the retention of feature information at the saccade target. 
And this seems to be achieved by mitigating loss of feature representations at locations marked as SACAR targets. And this effect is due to SACAR target selection, even without concomitant SACAR execution. So we suggest an overlapping circuitry serving SACAR target selection and feature working memory maintenance that um, is likely dissociable from circuits maintaining target locations that do not constitute SACAR targets. Thank you, everyone, for participating in this podcast today. And I would like to thank the authors for submitting their very wonderful rapid report entitled Ocular Motor Selection Underlies Feature Retention and Visual Working Memory to the Journal of Neurophysiology. Thank you.